Welcome back, everyone. It is the Pay to Play Podcast. I'm Frank Guy, and I'm joined here with my host, James Zikowski. We are your one-stop shop for sports, finance, gambling, investing, and just a whole lot of good talk about just a lot of things, uh, mainly sports, though, guys, honestly. And James, uh, I'm here in Columbus, Ohio. You're down there, but you're, you're a big fan. What's going on in uh, Columbus? What's going on in Columbus? Well, I'll tell you what, Frank, you would know better than I, but Ohio State is buzzing on all ends of the spectrum. And with that, I think it's time to give just a little preview of the episode, a couple of things that we're going to talk about. A lot of it has to deal with Ohio State and just what a big week they had athletically. I'm sure academically, too. You know, it's finals week for those still in school. Thank God I'm not studying for those anymore. Uh, but just all across the map, uh, starting with the women's basketball team. You know, you've heard all about the men's basketball team coming Ladies down to first. my ter- coming back coming down to my territory, taking care of business against the UNC. But how about the women's basketball team taking down number two Louisville? Uh, just phenomenal stuff out of them. Coach Kevin McGuff, guy I know near and dear to my heart. You know, after my my days covering the women's team, uh, big fan of what they're able to do. And you know, they're a young team, so that's exciting. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, though, Frank, you and I both watched Saturday night. I'll admit, first time I've felt nervous about Ohio State football this year. I, I, it has taken me until the Big Ten Championship uh, at halftime was the first time I was nervous. I, I, I had not felt nervous at any other point this season. Yeah, the Buckeyes were trailing by double digits at half. Uh, Wisconsin had a great game plan. Uh, we didn't execute offensively. Uh, missed a couple key downs on offense. Fields missed a throw or two. But you know what a great team does? They bounce back. Uh, and the number one ranked Buckeyes uh, cruised in the second half, 27-0, to go on to win by 13. Failed to cover, um, which hurt a few of us because uh, they had the ball in the goal line a couple times and did not and settle for field goals but still just an unbelievable you can't ask for more than a 27-0 second half to win the big 10 championship and lock in the playoffs but moving forward james buckeyes get moved back to number two in the playoffs they're going to be playing clemson um in the toast is it the fiesta bowl i don't even know if it's sponsored by toast that naturally i think it's playstation <laughs> nowadays Could be yeah wrong. Might, yeah i don't know they did it for a while the we're going to get into some, some bowl names later on, too, as well, guys. But the other uh, two teams that make the playoffs, LSU jumps to number one uh, behind Heisman favorite Joe Burrow, James, after they dismantled your Georgia Bulldogs. Um, tough to see yeah. that. Tough to see that loss because you had a prop bet, I believe, on that playoff, correct? Yeah, I wanted them in the college football playoff. And I thought it would have been cool for us to be number one. But I don't know. I'll take what we can get. We had a really good season, so did they. Uh, there are all these questions. Did the committee get it right? Like, yeah, I think it was kind of a no-brainer at this point. Um, and um, I Saturday think it's could... close. I think it's available for sure that OCU could have easily been number one. But, I mean, LSU beating Alabama and beating Georgia, I get it. You know, they have the SEC bias, and with, with good reason, the SEC's won, like, the most titles the last 10 years. So it makes sense. And most of that's but... Alabama. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, so beating Bama looks really good. I agree. And then they're, LSU's are going to be taking on Oklahoma. Already a 13-point favorite over Oklahoma. But Jalen Hurts, four, four uh, playoff appearances now uh, as he's on his new team, invited to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. But I think he's going to be losing to the guy he's going to face. So that will be a fun matchup as well. Um, but what's going on uh, in the stock market, James? Uh, stock market's still looking pretty darn good. Uh, we talked about how, you know, Black Friday spurred uh, 
customers and can just great consumer confidence, obviously, throughout that weekend. Uh, but also uh, a big week on the horizon here, Frank, uh, as we have another set of tariffs coming in at the end of the week. And um, we'll, we'll delve more into that. But I think that's a decent summary of what we've got coming up in this episode. Um, no guests this week. So uh, without you know, drag it on too much longer. I say we pop right into uh, some of the segments, and I think that should start with a, a little disclaimer about 25 days of Pickmas, because uh, we're about at the point where uh, you can no longer enter, because you need 13 picks, and we're only running this through Christmas Eve, so should be... Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those who don't see... know what we're talking about, Go ahead. Um, 25 days of Pickmas over on our Instagram at pay to play Pod. Uh, basically just vote in our Instagram stories uh, on the spreads of a game each day. Um, we're doing it for 25 days. Uh, it's been fun so far. Uh, we got a, how many people participating? 135 so far. Uh, you can still uh, enter though. Yeah. Closer to 150 now, I believe. Closer to 150. So, you know, get in there, you win 50 bucks if you're the, if you're the champ and to be the champ, you need at least 13 entries and you need to have the best overall record. Uh, if there's a tie in win percentage, it'll go to the person with more wins. James wants that disclaimed. Um, and uh, there's someone right now is what seven and zero. You said, yeah, I think we do have one seven and zero participant. But all Gabe, it takes is you Gabe know. Gabe Akins, my guy. Yeah, I think it is him. Um, wow, Gabe, uh, don't don't choke under the the lead away. You know, you kind of got a nice cushion. I'm I'm five and three now. Uh, not doing great. What are you at, James? I'm not doing bad. Five, five and four. Yeah, I didn't vote last night. I stayed off. So you need at least 13 entries. Um, tonight's was what? Butler, Baylor. What's tomorrow's going to be? Uh, an Cavs NBA Rockets. game. Rockets. Cavs, Cavs Rockets. Rockets. That, that's going to be an interesting spread. That that's will. Gonna, I'm probably going to be like, Cavs. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I think we're going to have an NHL game this week. We'll get Army-Navy Saturday. It'll be a lot of fun. So get on 25 days of Pickmas if you're not – that's over on our Instagram. Make sure you're following us there. Uh, and James, without further ado, we got a we got a fun fact uh, for the folks before we get yeah. into the, the meat and potatoes, as you like to say. Yeah, the meat and potatoes. But I I, I will say this is an interesting fun fact because this is a story you heard about. I really didn't, um, but I'll I'll state it and then you can kind of elaborate for us. So there was a, a banana duct taped to a wall that at, sold at, as yeah what like, at like at like an like a kind of like a yeah like a art exhibit <laughs> it was in an exhibit so yes. you know take take your average banana in the morning yeah. I, I don't know do they have bruises on it like the name is asking the, dumb questions it's just the normal looking banana pretty normal looking yellow banana uh duct tape to the wall foot of duct tape maybe um and it's called comedies by this renowned artist i guess and so some dude buys this banana and duct tape for $120,000, James. $120,000. Yep. And you, you know what he does with it? He goes and he does like a little uh, a theater show in front of the exhibit and just eats the banana in front of it after everyone knows he paid $120,000 for it. He eats it. And he said like, yeah, this was my form of art back to the artist. This is me communicating with the artist. Just some really weird stuff. But um, I ran the numbers, and this is the fun fact here, is for $120,000, this guy could have bought over 462,000 banana duct tape combinations. The official number is 462,857 uh, like pieces of duct tape that were a foot long for that 120000 So little, little. Uh, I think he bought it a little too high of a price. What do you think? 
yeah, I would say so. I would say so. There's a lot you could do with under twenty thousand dollars. I probably would have just gone to the local Walmart. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. we're in a bubble. Maybe we're in a bubble of art because I don't know what what a banana. Sometimes it's beyond me, and I've I've accepted that. I I'm not an artist myself. I I don't have the vision that some other people do, and that's something that I aspire to be one day. Maybe you know, by age forty, I can consider myself an artist. But I mean, I'm not there yet. I mean, I'll sell this guy a banana just anytime. <laughs> uh, but let's 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 get into it, James. What do we got? There's always money in the banana stand. Cheap, twenty cents a banana, pretty much. The, the, you don't get that reference, do you? No. Arrested oh, is, is that Arrested Development? Yeah, the banana. Yeah, stand. Arrested Development. What a phenomenal uh, show! Yeah, that is a really good show. I never finished it. I got uh, finished. Oh, that yeah, that's one you need to finish. Um, so uh, yeah, Frank, let's get back to talking college sports. We <laughs> gave you the. Buckeye rundown moments ago for our preview, but uh, we'll head into a sports update with college basketball leading the way. Uh, Ohio State cemented the victory for the Big Ten over the ACC in their annual challenge. Uh, eight wins for the Big Ten. Uh, that's not something that you've been able to say in years past. The ACC's kind of historically been dominant in that challenge, so interesting to see that out of the Big Ten, which uh, you know, they do have three teams in the top 10 now. Michigan State's fallen out to uh, 15 or 16, as has UNC. They've fallen out of the top 10. But I think that top of the Big Ten might be just as strong, if not stronger, than the ACC. I think it's kind of a fraud conference, Frank. I watched UVA, UNC. They played uh, this past weekend 103 points in the game. Unbelievable. Like, come on. You're getting open threes. I'm listening on the radio, and the UVA announcers are just like, I've seen games at the local YMCA better than this. And I don't doubt that. Like, it's piss poor. And that's kind of what that's what Ohio State took advantage of when they beat the Tar Heels. So, uh, to that extent, I think the ACC could be in a little bit of a down year. Uh, we'll see. I mean, you got Louisville, number one. But after that, I don't know who to trust because I saw – Yeah, but uh, remember what we heard about Louisville? I know they beat Michigan, but uh, we have inside sources that Ohio State scrimmaged Louisville. And, uh, yeah, and they didn't look that great then ran either. Ran Louisville off the floor. So the number one team got ran off the floor, but the number three team um, right now, as it seems. That's that's inside sources. We can't uh, say if that's true or not, but that's just what we've heard. I uh, think this might be the year I pick a mid-major to go all the way because I don't I think like, anyone's that good. I do like that. I need to watch I need to watch some more. Well, Butler's playing tonight. Would you consider them a mid-major? No, because they're, they're kind of – They're big east. They're big they? east. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, mid-major. Um, that being that being said, there's a shakeup in the top 25 with all these losses. It's Louisville, Kansas, Ohio State, Maryland, Michigan. So three, four, and five all occupied by the Big Ten. Uh, Gonzaga at six. Duke is back in the top ten at number Date. seven. Flyers at 14. Led 14. by led by Phenom Obi Toppin can really jump out of the gym. Guards. Uh, Robert Landers' brother Trey Landers plays there. Huh. That's something I didn't know. Yeah, dude, I I just don't think it's a blue blood blue blood year. Let's put it that way. I don't I don't. No one's jumping off the table at me. Uh, down year for the sport, but to that end, I when everyone says it's a down year, I I get more pumped up about it because it's like, oh great, the madness is uh, going to be alive and well come March. And so, what one team, Frank? Let's give you a team to no come tournament time. One team that will be a part of the madness. All these teams that we're saying guaranteed in. You know, we're saying it. If they end up not in, 
Uh, I don't know. We'll punish ourselves somehow. You think your Tar Heels? You think your Tar Heels are going to make it real quick? They'll make it. They're not. I don't. They might not be like a top four seed. You think? I think they they they'll do well in the ACC. Yeah, they have to find themselves a little bit. There's the talents there. Cole Anthony's special. They just don't have a ton of like confidence behind him uh, in terms of scoring. They don't have an identity yet. Yeah, let's let's figure it out. Roy's a good coach. All right, what's our team outcome tournament? What's our team outcome tournament time? They just participated in the Crosstown shootout down in Cincinnati. It's the Xavier Musketeers. Uh, Xavier Xavier went out, and they dominated on their home floor. They took care of the Bearcats, beat them by seven. Uh, Cincinnati, UC leads that rivalry all time, I believe, 51 to 36 or something like that now. But Xavier at home at the Cintas Center, I don't think they've lost to the Bearcats there since, like, 2002. The Skyline Chili Crosstown Shootout. And how about this, Frank? A little fun fact for you. Travis Steele, their coach, brought his son to a bar at Xavier after the game. And his son just, you know, casually slides $1,000 in cash. Says the next next $1,000 of drinks on me. I don't know if you saw the video of that, but it was pretty special. Uh, and what a moment for uh, Coach Steele to do that. Uh, kind of the new guy in town after Chris Mack left two years ago. Um, when I say new guy in town, he's been a long-time assistant there. But when, you, when you're able to do that for a fan base, that, that energizes you quite a bit. Uh, and I think this team has some firepower. They're going to probably come into March with a head of steam. Yeah, Travis Steele knows what he's doing. No, Nothing gets people going like free drinks. Nothing. Um, especially after a W. Yeah, especially after game. W. And yeah, they're led by uh, a lot of experience. I think they start five guys, uh, junior, senior, rank at least. Uh, Najee Marshall's getting 17 a game. Paul Scruggs, uh, junior, getting 14 a game. But you really like Tyreek Jones. You said he's the straw that's third to drink a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that he does. Uh, not anybody that can grab nine rebounds a game in college is pretty, pretty special. And I think you know, the way he plays and averages that double-double, kind of cool. Yeah, uh, very cool. Um, anything else we want to say about them? Uh... The, you know, they're they're a team that uh, you, you're not going to watch every single game that Xavier plays, but I think you pencil them in that round uh, round two win, if you will. So they're, they're going to play on that latter half of that first weekend, and they're they're a team that you almost want to pencil into that Sweet 16 round, but. Think it will be a matchup game for them. They and they have the power to go much further. I think this team has elite yep. potential. I like the experience for sure. Um, there's there's few teams that can boast that this year like they can. So yeah. to that end, uh, count me as Xavier fan uh, from time to time. I, I'm, I'll join the Ohio bandwagon. Good year for Ohio basketball yeah. in general. Yeah, I'm a fan of Travis Steele. Um, Travis buys a drink, you know, whenever. Um, let's <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt. Uh, uh, college football, though, James, is that what we're on to? It looks like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Let's let's rock. Let's recap uh, this past weekend, championship weekend, um, and we start with a Friday night blowout in the Pac-12. Uh, the underdog, um, me and you, you and I, I think we're on Oregon. If I'm correct, or am I wrong? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. We were ducks. We, we were, were quacking. We were quacking on the ducks. Justin Herbert, the better quarterback in the game. Uh, and the Ducks defense played well, and they blew out Utah, the Utes, uh, win the Pac-12, and screw the Pac-12 out of the playoff. 
Yeah, the, and I even if Utah wins that game, I don't know. That, I mean, do, do you think they're an auto in? It really. Uh, everyone was saying they'd get in over Oklahoma, which I I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, but I think or like the I think bigger debate is like Oregon shouldn't have scheduled Auburn. Like, does that really if they play a bad team week one and just blow them out instead of losing to Auburn by a couple points? Um, are they in the playoff over Oklahoma? I would say yes. Oh man, that's tough. I probably, probably maybe. I think, you know, I don't they, know. Oklahoma hasn't looked great. They've looked very beatable, which I still think they could compete with LSU. We'll get to that, but I just I don't know. It's an interesting thing about scheduling with like, hey, why you actually shouldn't play a tough team non-conference because if you lose, you're not going to get in if you even do really well in your conference and well, win your so conference that- championship. To that end, their their loss did come in the latter half. Their other loss came in the latter half of the year to Arizona State and the Pac-12 as a whole. This is a down year for them. Meanwhile, I think Baylor would boast as a better win than say USC or uh, I guess. Yeah, you could who did Oklahoma Utah. lose to? Kansas State. Kansas State, yeah. Yeah, they're a little better, I guess. So you're picking, you're splitting hairs at that point. And yeah, I, who cares? The Pac-12 easy to talk about in last, hindsight. Last yeah, they time are we're talking about the Pac-12 uh, for a while. Extended period of time yeah, for sure. At least football. Uh, we talked. We talked about Ohio State just a dominant 27-0 second half. I know I was excited. I was drinking a Great Lakes Christmas sale as I watched. That was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, I did have a couple of drinks uh, while I was doing the lights and watching the game. Um, Beautiful. You know, yeah, as, just a real one should. Yeah, just a real nice Saturday evening uh, watching the Buckeyes Drink come back responsibly. Of course. Um, and then in the SEC championship, LSU dominated Georgia. We brought that up. Um, kind of forced the committee to put them number one. I kind of agree. You know, if it was a close game, you could say Ohio State maybe would sneak in over them. It's just weird that they, they went back and forth during the season. Like once Ohio State beat yep. Penn State, they're like, oh, well, Ohio State's better now. And then LSU beats Georgia, and they're like, well, LSU's better. They should have just kept LSU at one and said if they – because they should have assumed, well, if they go, went all the way out, just leave them there, you know. Yeah. But that's yeah, the committee could... just playing games with everyone. Uh, and I'm fine with it because uh, in the ACC, Clemson rolled, and they will be taking on the Buckeyes. Uh, and I, the Buckeyes, you know, we saw our taste in our mouths from a few years ago getting dominated by Clemson in my final. So I'm fine with through them first. You want to be the best? Give me the best. And that's yeah. that's kind of what's happening for Ohio State. If they beat Clemson and LSU this year, that they may be historically one of the most dominant teams of all time, like literally since the dawn of time. But, yeah, but that you could put that any which way you want. I, I don't know if you can LSU show might, me a better team. LSU might be able to say it too if they run the table. Yeah, I, I mean the way they've dominated. <laughs> they've dominated they dominated Georgia. They dominated. They, I didn't mean they didn't dominate Alabama, but they they kind of beat them start to finish. Yeah. Um, it'll yeah if they could. I mean, it, it's going to be a fun playoff. I would love to get an OSU LSU matchup. I mean, that's it's it's. Does it surprise you that OSU is actually an underdog? Talk, they're, they're uh, a two little point, bit. Two-point underdog just uh, open in Vegas. I'm already a on little Barcelona. bit surprising. I'm already Are you a little bit? That's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little surprised by that, but not shocked. So uh, people look historically, Clemson's been in the playoff now five times. As, as much of a backing as Ohio State's going to get from all their fans, people I trust, think. People trust Dabba. In Vegas, as they've given him no reason, or he's given them no reason not to. 
So to that end, I'm I'm excited for the playoff. Uh, but Frank, let's talk a little bit more about some other bowl games that might be coming up and quick to, or no, actually you want to talk Heisman a little bit first, but let's just bring up the other uh, title game. Memphis beat Cincy. Yeah, we got to bring uh, that up. For the second time in two weeks, and now they get a date with uh, Penn State in the Cotton Bowl. Um, so that'll be pretty interesting to see Memphis's coach, Mike Norwell, 12-1 and season, uh, their best season ever down in Tennessee. Uh, so a lot of fun for the people down there. Um, I know that was an electric game. They come down, they score a touchdown. I was streaming on that on my phone at the bar. I had them to win a future bet too, uh, to win the AAC. They were plus money because UCF, uh, they had their first not not so great year in a first in a long time. Um, so yeah. that was cool, and, and they're going to get rewarded with a big matchup. But that's the only thing that sucks about college sports. Okay, you have a great regular season. Now the bowl game kind of just okay. You're getting a chance to prove yourself, but you don't even have the coach that led you there. Um, that's tough because he's off to Florida State. Um, and so that, that I don't know. That's the nature of college sports, or at least at the football level, for sure. I mean, that's the nature of the Power Five, just kind of being able to pay more money, uh, bring these coaches in from these small schools, and that's why the small schools lose coaches. But uh, I mean, good good for Memphis. Um, you, I still kind of like them though, plus seven against Penn State. I'm not gonna. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. I'm not sure yet. Uh, but on the Heisman side of things, you talked about how Joe Burrow's kind of a runaway favorite here. I'd be surprised if a lot of books are even offering it before that night because uh, it'd be just a quick way to make some easy money, albeit with some serious risk. Um, yeah, you but... never know. Um, I mean, I, it seems like he locked it up. He had just an incredible year. I think, what, 49 touchdown passes. Um, added a few on the ground. Uh, only like seven interceptions, really solid numbers, insane pass yards. Um, what, how many receivers with a thousand yards? Just really impressive. Uh, really proud of Joe. It's really cool, you know, get beat out by Dwayne Haskins. Couldn't get on the field at Ohio State. So they, uh, you know, he leaves and he, he goes out and wins a Heisman. So I don't, is that, you kind of look back at Urban Meyer, make a mistake? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Dwayne I mean, Haskins broke all the Big Ten records, so you can't really say. Yeah, was, he's, I think he just had so many good quarterbacks. There's a lot of what ifs in life, Frank, and that's he, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, I mean, it's just what been, if? And then now Justin Fields, though, is also going to be in the Heisman. Uh, so I mean, we think Joe's going to win, but the three other guys that got invited were Chase Young, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. Uh, five, six, seven's probably you know Chuba Hubbard. Uh, J.K. Dobbins and uh, Jonathan Taylor, I would think, that did not get invited. Yeah. They were the snubs. Yeah. But who do you think actually gets voted second out of those three? Chase Young, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. I think Fields. I think Fields had a terrific year, especially the second half he had with the knee injury. Um, Chase Young just missing those two games hurt him a little bit too much. I could see see Buckeyes getting number two and number three. Uh, Hurts, throwing the picks he did against Baylor, yeah, they won the game, but – God, did he look human. Hertz's numbers are pretty insane. It's like They are, but that's big 12 inflation too, Frank. Yeah. you got to factor that in. I'm just saying with his rushing yards, he had like 1,300 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns rushing. It was, I mean, I'm hey, trying to they know. all deserve to be invited. Um, but it's Joe, perfect season. Uh, you know, a couple Heisman moments, an unreal, unreal play against Georgia. Um, kind of sealed the game. I mean, the game was already sealed, I'd say, but just really – Really an impressive one. But uh, OSU just even having two players get invited 
Um, the first time that ever happened was 1936, and it was Yale, James, which reminds me that I said the Ivy League's uh, going to get better at football in the future. It once was the league, you know? So you think we're in a valley right now when it comes to Ivy League football, and we are going to return to the peak in not too long. I yes, do remember you Multiple Heismans, yes, because pay-to-play, uh, the Ivy League schools have uh, more in their endowments, uh, some, some wealthy alumni that they can pay the most to play that that's true and so let's let's <laughs> transition on that note into what we've got on tap one of the greatest weeks in college football uh and not not for uh um, uh, not on account of volume of games just the magnitude of one game specifically frank army navy i think it's the 120th matchup uh between the two schools at 3 p.m cbs you get gary danielson uh, you used to have Vern Lundquist. Now you got Brad Nessler. Oh, man, okay, it's fine when they do an SEC game on a Saturday afternoon. But when they're doing Army-Navy, <laughs> they're playing at Lincoln Financial Field as of the last couple of years. Oh, just shivers down my spine. Yeah, um, it's it's a great rivalry. Uh, what's the, the all-time series is Navy 60-57 uh, with the lead. But Navy's lost three in a row to Army. Uh, Navy was on a like 14 game win streak and army has been uh, had their number the past three years. Uh, however, Navy looks like the better team. They're actually ranked AP top 25 and they're minus 10 James. Um, both of these teams, incredible rushing attacks, number one and number two in the nation, respectively. Uh, Navy's rushing for over 360 yards a game and army's around. So just insane numbers. Um, and they're averaging 69 points. Shout it out. Uh, Gronkow- Rob Gronkowski would love that one. Uh, combined. Whew. Combined. Combined. Thank you, for, <laughs> Sorry. thank you for stating that. Sorry, I'm getting all my facts out here. Um, but the over-under, they're averaging a combined 69 points per game. The over-under in this game is 40 half right now on my book. Um, 40 and a half. Wow. I'll talk more about that later, my decision on that. Uh, you just facts. But uh, – what what do you what, what's some stats you have on this one? I'm excited. I've always I, put a lot I just, on this one. I just think you you always do. I in fact my first ever sports wager was on Army that that first year that yep. respect the troops the respect street. the troops. Um, yeah, that was uh, I was on their money line. They were slight dogs, and the thing is, the weather is never good for this game either. And so that's kind of what's interesting. What you noted about the over under, it always seems there's some sort of precipitation. Uh, some sort of wind, you, you know. You got the cadets out there. You got the midshipmen, and uh, the black everyone's knights. just dressed up. Everyone's dressed up, like ready to go into battle. And it's just a football game, Frank. You know, at the end of the day, a lot of respect on both sides. Um, but I think it's kind of interesting to to you know dedicate a whole afternoon to that. So to that end, I'm excited for it. I don't have much more on uh stats wise i know navy's pretty good against the spread this year 11 three and one in their last 15 army's very good at covering against navy uh in the last eight six one and one uh and frank I, we'll we'll get into the over under later um <laughs> let's talk a little bit about some other bowl games um uh, just some matchups we did we noted penn state memphis uh the the orange bowl kind of a crappy one in my opinion 
Florida, Virginia. I mean, both teams have orange on their uniforms. That's all yeah. it's worth talking Miss about. Miss me there. with that. I will not be tuning in for that one. Um, unless it's at, like, a convenient time to bet. But, uh, probably, probably not. <laughs> but the Rose Bowl, uh, Wisconsin did not get screwed for losing to Ohio State again. They uh, get in, uh, and they'll play Oregon in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Oregon a slight favor right now. Uh, we got the Sugar Bowl. Georgia is going to be taking on Baylor. Georgia, seven-and-a-half-point favorite. In the Outback Bowl, we have Auburn versus Minnesota. Um, that'll be a fun one. Uh, Minnesota. I kind of like Minnesota spread there. Plus seven and a half right Against now. Against Auburn? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I do too. Big Ten's not, t- not too bad. I think the SEC is a little overrated. Uh, Citrus Bowl. This is a fun matchup. Alabama versus Michigan. Uh, we got a little Saban-Harbaugh action. What do you think? That's wow. I mean, Mac Jones looked pretty good at certain times this year. That game against Auburn was a very interesting one because I think Alabama certainly could have found themselves in the playoff had they not blown that one. Now they get to play Michigan, who came in hot to Ohio State and then just kind of faltered in that one, like yeah. like you know. So I think that'll be an interesting one because I love when people just start using bowl games to you know justify what happened earlier in the season or say, "Oh my gosh, we were so much." It's bananas how much weight people put behind these bowl games so i mean i don't know i i yeah. i know you and i both don't like alabama we both don't like michigan but i think you got to just you want you, this seven you points want, is a lot the, on the spread but this is the game you want alabama to blow out right i don't know if i want to blow out. i i don't know i dislike both teams i i'll tune in but i don't know what i want to do with that one i kind of want me just bet the i want to save into embarrass harbaugh sort of you do. Or, I mean, I yeah, but the, yeah. Or just like if Michigan wins, though, Harbaugh is not getting fired at all. Like they'll be like, oh, he beat Saban. Right. <laughs> they give him a perfect setup True. to stay. That's interesting. Or they'll get rid of him. That's it. Um, and then we also got to give a shout out to our guy, Dennis Grossell. And even a shout out to you, James, because you said, hey, you might not beat Notre Dame, Dennis, when he was on the podcast. But I know you'll handle Pitt. Underdog against Pitt. We took the money line. Dennis came through. They're going bowling. They're going to be taking on the Cincinnati Bearcats, who have lost twice to your Memphis Tigers. Uh, do you like the Golden Eagles in this one? Or they're not Golden Eagles. They're uh, just the Eagles. Yeah, just the regular Eagles. I, that's interesting because Cincinnati played Memphis well twice in a row. And this is very interesting also from the standpoint Dennis's younger brother, young Tom Grossell, current Bearcat. Oh, I man. He's entering as, there's a lot going on in this one. Uh, six and a half point favorites. I like the I like the BC spread. Tell you that first and foremost. Uh, from from a win win straight up perspective, <sighs> tell you what. AJ Dillon said he's declaring for the draft. I could see him just saying, you know what, Dennis, let's ride. Let's take him down one last time. Um, I think that'd be a lot of fun, and I think very much within the realm of possibility. Cincinnati might be a little bit defeated uh, after Luke Fickle goes down to uh, in conference foe twice. Uh, so I, I covered twice. I'm not gonna. They did cover twice. That is correct. Covered um, in a losing effort twice. That's that's pretty impressive. Um, I would say that is. Uh, I don't want to make a pick on that one just yet, but we'll we'll that'll be out on Twitter. We'll tweet that out. Um, but some other bowl names you wanted to talk about, Frank? Some, some yeah. good ones. Yeah, I don't care about who plays in these bowl games, but the bowl names, the sponsoring is just incredible. Uh, a nice basic one, the Cheez It Bowl, that'll get you going, James. Um, Boy, does it. And this one's not even uh, – it's a mascot of a brand, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Um, it's, and it's literally the Frosted Flakes Tony the Tiger. Uh, that's the logo. Um, so <laughs> the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl on one. There's a Walk-Ons Bowl. Uh, it's called the Walk-Ons Bowl. So 
Um, there's the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. <laughs> That's a mouthful. That's pretty good. Like, I, I, I wonder how much it costs to sponsor a bowl game because it can't be that much if the credit union of San Diego County is just sponsoring one. I think it depends on the depends on the bowl. Like I, I know back in the day the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, um, like that. I mean, I yeah, it definitely depends on the bowl. There's a lot that goes into like the preparation. It's like a year long event to like prepare one of these and like yeah. secure a site and all the programming behind the scenes for it. Really an interesting process. Something I'd like to learn more about. Yeah. But uh, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. That one's it's famous for a reason. Uh, that one's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, then there's uh, all the St. Petersburg, Florida Bowls. Currently, it's now the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Um, that's something else. But it used to, you guys used to know it as the Beef O'Brien's Bowl uh, in St. Petersburg. Uh, good restaurant. And then, uh, James, in 2014, though, I found out it was called the Bitcoin St. Petersburg Bowl. Uh, so for all you Bitcoin fans like me, uh, I guess we had a bowl game. If you would have bought Bitcoin in 2014, uh, based off that game, you would you have made a lot of money. Bitcoin was like less than a thousand then, so uh, that's that's the last thing we got to say about bowl games. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Let's start talking professional sports a little bit. Um, quick, quick note on the NBA. Don't want to spend too much time here because it's not even fun to watch right now because the Cavs stink. Uh, I really hope we don't take get rid of Kevin Love, but we we were just bad. Yada yada yada. We are bad. And uh, um, John Beeline was getting called out. Um, apparently, anonymous players were saying, oh, we don't like his college style. And so to me, that's just like, yikes. Let's just cool it with that. He's not even halfway through his first season as a coach. Uh, a lot of young players on that team, too. Maybe it's a veteran. Maybe it's Jordan Clarkson, for all we know, making those comments. Um, but what I do want to talk about, Frank, if you got a little tidbit there, go for it. Um... No, the Cavs. And we're here. I mean, I yeah. Give John Beeline time. I'm not like I'm not mad at him for this, our team being that bad. It's not his fault. On the other hand, the Lakers are like twenty and three now. I think twenty one, uh, twenty one and three, twenty one and three. They are like a great Sunday night. If you're not having a great gambling week and you need a Sunday night bailout, just parlay the Lakers spread on the over. You're good. Like you're gonna be fine. Um, done it a couple of times now i'm speaking from experience here that's cool um it's fun and then and then on the and dude i'm telling you i took a live over 264 and it hit it, it hit 267 in that game just defense goes out the wazoo on sunday nights um and then on the pay-to-play fantasy league we do need to shout this out uh will rouse uh andrew cormos and the jiving joey crawford's and myself are at tops of the league at six and one uh, no one else has really stood out stood out to me so far in this league, Frank. Some people are forgetting about it a little bit. Are you kidding me? Have you seen me lately? Three in a row. What have you done? Three, three in, in a row. row. All right. I might be. I'm probably top three in scoring. Uh, I've been putting on a show. I lost four to start the season, three and four, but I am coming for 500. I am coming for the playoffs. It's a long season. Watch out for the Beijing chairmans. <laughs> The Beijing chairman that's good. All right, we've done our NBA talk for the day. We're, we're, we're cranking along here, Frank. Mal LeBron. Mal LeBron. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, that's my mascot. The, so. Blue, the Blue Jackets <laughs> beat – yeah, that, that is a good mascot. You need to show people that picture. Uh, the Blue Jackets beat the Capitals. Um, they continue their dominance over Washington. They've beat them five out of their last six matchups now. Uh, Shout-out CBJ there. 
Uh, I don't really care about the rest of the NHL right now. The Bruins and the, I think the Avalanche, those two still stand out as like the Stanley Cup favorites. I think once we get closer to the halfway point, before NHL All-Star Weekend, we're going to have one episode where we really dive into hockey. Because I have been following it in the background, but not enough that I can spew non-nonsense right now and give people stuff worth hearing. Yeah, so I, I like the honesty idea. standpoint. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a good episode. Football is coming to a, a slowdown somewhat. Not really. Sort of, <laughs> but yeah, not really. <laughs> I um, mean, we'll have, so... we'll, have the, we'll have days in March. Not really. Maybe <laughs> April. April. April's good. We month. sleep in May. We <laughs> sleep in May. <laughs> we sleep in May. Already, then that leads us into the NFL, folks. Um, yep. What's it's la- week, down a little bit. Last week was week fourteen, um, and uh, the Browns uh, still alive. Uh, one more week. Uh, we took down the Bengals. Uh, covered. Uh, ugly game. People still want to fire Freddie Kitchens, even though we've won four out of the last five, James. Um, I think I'm one of those people. Yep. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying I'm not because I, I kind of agree that he might be what's holding us back. But uh, we're six and seven. Uh, we have a slight chance to make the playoffs. We need either the Titans or the Texans to get cold down the stretch. They play each other twice. So we need one of them to beat the other person twice. And the one whoever loses just lose the game in the middle. Um, and then we could get in. Uh, or Buffalo could lose every game and we could get in with a tie to them. But we have to win out. We have the Cardinals this week. Then uh, we go to the Cardinals. My, my dad's going to the game, surprisingly. Kind of weird. Really? Okay. Uh, out in Arizona, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it looked like a home game for the Steelers this past weekend in Arizona. Uh, Doc Hodges blew my lock wide open. Uh, it wasn't really even him. He did not put up impressive stats, but the Steelers' defense got done. Special teams screwed me in fantasy, screwed me in betting, screwed me a lot. Um, so with that, uh, what do you want to talk about, James? The Browns uh, then finish at uh, home against Baltimore and then at Cincinnati. Sorry. <laughs> All I wanted to mention, there's one good matchup this week, Sunday Night Football, Bills-Steelers. Uh, they're playing that one in Pittsburgh, I believe. Bills at 9-4, and four, Steelers at 8-5. and five. Um, you, come, you come to the Bills off a loss to the Ravens. Steelers coming in hot as can be. Uh, Duck Hodges winning three straight. Screwing your lock, that was tough. Um, but I, I, I'm going to watch that game start to finish, I would imagine, on Sunday night. Unless it's a blot, in which case I will go to bed at a decent hour. Because <laughs> post-grad life is tough. So I'm going to just bite yeah. my tongue right there. Uh, <laughs> that'll be pretty interesting. Uh, I don't really, There's not a ton else that intrigues me in the NFL right now. No great storylines. I think OBJ is kind of being a diva per usual. I got um, I got a quick fire sell. I was going to save it for later, but... Uh, do you think Drew okay. Locke, two and Denver? Do you think he's a franchise quarterback, future franchise quarterback? I'm gonna sell it. I, he's two and right now, but I think the freight train's gonna, or the reality's gonna hit him like a freight train. Excuse me. I disagree. Um, I disagree. I think he's their guy for the next five to ten years. I agree to disagree. I don't even want to fight you. I on think that John right Elway now, found but... his guy. Do you think he found his guy? He's wow. athletic. All he right. can throw. Uh, he's making plays. Having fun. Guy, they're winning 2 0. Watch out for Drew Locke. It's a team you don't want to play down the stretch, Denver. But uh, fantasy, James, how'd you do? Um, I I was in four in our league. I know I my team could not be much more dominant. Um, that's the one that's sort of a pay to play league, sort of just an Ohio State league. Out of the four leagues I'm in, I'm in the semifinals in two of the four. So um, I think it's a <sighs> good year. I'll take that if I can, if I can say I'm still standing in week 
15 and two and 50% of my leagues. I'm happy. I, I, I know that kind of sickens you. You didn't quite make it as far. Yep. Two, two, I had three leagues, two of them made the playoffs. So that's a good year, at least statistically, um, regular season, but both teams blow it round one, uh, quarterfinals just hurts. Uh, I, you know, the opportunities were there. Guys just did not make some plays this week that normally do. No one went off, uh, the way I, I would appreciate, but, uh, that's okay. We move on. Um, and in my other league, I, I am well on my way to possibly being this. So we're a little nervous. Uh, <laughs> a little nervous. I was the 11 seed and I lost the 12 seed this week. Uh, so I'll take on some other loser and then losing game. If I lose that, I got to win one of my last two. I'll be all right. Um, I know you will. You'll be, yeah. you'll, uh, you'll get out alive. Yeah. And, uh, with that, we have anything else for football? NFL? No, let's start talking betting. Let's just talk bets, bets, bets. Um, and Frank, I know you had a good week on the book. I, I, I know you were, you were pretty glad overall, but I think good, anything sad stand out to you? I've had a good month and a half. Um, really, since uh, since after Halloween, I don't know. I got the scaries out of me, and uh, I've been good. Um, just, you know, I've, I'm seeing things clearly. Once you say that, you probably go on an own 10 streak, so I should probably uh, zip my mouth. Uh, shut but a sad beat i did have was uh earlier this week tristan thompson over 12 and a half points he had 10 at halftime um seems like a pretty easy play and he gets zero in the second half and like played significant minutes the entire second half so that just hurt um it was a big swing because i i really thought uh kevin love wasn't playing and uh we really need to win so i thought tristan would play well and he did for the first half but made me sad in the second half but james give me something glad anything Anything you had on my end? You won. You won last week. Yeah, I'd I'd been down several weeks in a row. I finally won some money, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, But there was nothing, like, specifically that was that glad of a beat. I suppose I'll say that Lakers live line at the end was always a fan favorite. Um, But the really glad beat, I guess I could point out, now that I'm thinking about it, um, was middle of that week. It was, oh, geez. No, no, it wasn't middle of the week. It was that Cincinnati-Memphis game. And I go, Frank, I'm telling you, that first quarter, always high scoring. I said over 13.5 points. There are 10 points. Uh, Memphis has the whole field in front of them. So they're going to punt. you know, They're punting. They're punting. And then um, Roughing the penalty by Cincinnati gives them a first down. Next thing you know, ripped off a 65-yard run. The over smacked in that first quarter. And they went scoreless for like most of the second quarter. So just the time when that was impeccable. Um, yeah. From a sad perspective, I did take Michigan State live against uh, Rutgers. But Rutgers basketball is a lot better than their football team. And I missed it by one point, And that was the last leg of a parlay. Uh, so that was unfortunate. Yeah. So, oh, well. I, I'll get over it. I, I was, I'm not too sad. I'm always happy to not be down on the week. Uh, I know that the same goes for you. So do we have any upcoming locks that we want to give, Frank? I know it's about that time. Yeah, well, last week I said I took the Cardinals money line versus Steelers. Uh, Kyler Murray threw that one away just as he threw three picks to the other team. And uh, that makes me not a Cardinals fan this week. I'm a Browns fan. Go Brownies. we got to beat the Cardinals up uh, in Arizona. I know I said I was a Cardinals guy last week. So I'm not anymore. They suck. Give me my lock. And you know what I'm going to take, though, James? The Army-Navy over 40 and a half. I brought it up, oh. I brought it up earlier. 
the the line is 40 and a half. They average 69 points combined. The scary thing about this is, guys, the under is 10 and 0 in the last 10 Army Navy games. 10 and 0. I am going totally against that trend. I'm going with the over 40 and a half. They average 69 points each. I uh, couldn't be more excited. Let's let's get 69 on Saturday. Wow. All right. 69 points in the Army Navy game. You heard it here first from Frank. Uh, the la- the under is 10 and 0 in the last 10 That's matches. Insane. That's kind insane. Of, you're fighting the trend, and good for you on that. Um, I'm going to take the Detroit Lions plus three and a half at home, Ford Field against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Operation Fade Jameis was a push last week. Only a couple weeks left in the season to do so. I honestly would say my lock would be take Jameis to throw a pick, but that's always like minus 200-some. So that always hurts to do for a lock. But uh, give me the Lions, I think. Uh, I don't know if Matt Stafford will be back in time for this one. I don't know. He's not for the season, is Probably. he? Am I? I'm I've, I've just given up on uh, the Lions. They're done. No, not this week. Don't give up on them yet. They are going to cover against Tampa I, at home. They might lose by I bet three. I'm to cover against the Vikings, and they didn't. So. And that was a 12-point spread. Uh, that was, yeah, all right. But I would write those in stone. We haven't been on our game with locks lately, and someone told me that this was the week we bounced Yeah, back. no, I'm, I'm – I don't know I'm, who that person was. I'm, like, already big Army-Navy over. I'm very confident. Um, I know there might be some rain. That's fine. Their, their ground game, uh, that's fine. We're going to score a lot of points. I'm excited. And, and the, the Lions are going to play well. David Blau, if he's getting the start. Uh, he's going to be fine. He looked good in the Dome uh, on Thanksgiving. Love it. All right, so, Frank, a lot of points in that matchup and a lot of jobs in the jobs report, things that there's a lot of. Uh, so let's go right into market talk with with that transition. Yeah, of, and so the jobs report. I was, was going to say a lot of gains in the market. A lot of gains in the market, too. It is There's a lot of good things going on. <laughs> And so stocks rose after that jobs report came out Friday. 266,000 were added versus an expectation of just over 180K. Um, so consumers like that. You like that, Kirk Cousins? They like that. I'll tell you that right now. They are happy campers. You uh, like that? And Exactly. And unemployment at 50-year lows. I know I like that because I have a job and things are good. For those that don't, your, your, your time's coming. Your time's coming. There's They're just – Jobs on jobs being added. The top golf and independence is opening, like 500 jobs opening there. Great yeah. stuff all Yeah, around. I mean, it's interesting. Um, November is also like a seasonal month of adding jobs for the holiday, so you don't know how inflated these numbers are. But 266,000 jobs puts a, an unemployment rate that's at 50-year lows, James. So people – market moved up 1% last Friday, uh, best gains in a month on that day. Uh, and it moved the market into positive territory last week, right by all-time highs again. Uh, so really good stuff. Consumer sentiment, as you said, at, at seven-month highs after uh, another record-breaking Black Friday, I think, like over like 13 14% growth from last year overall on sales for just kind of the entire economy of the U.S. So good stuff, good stuff for the markets. Um, what's going on with this Volfefe thing that you got going on here with uh, Trump? So, it, you know when Donald Trump had that tweet that said Co- Cove Thief or something yeah, like Co-fefe. that? C-O-V, Covfefe, right. Yeah, well, the the analysts over at J.P. Morgan created something called the Volfefe Index, and it's named after that in, infamous tweet 
And so it literally is a measurable um, tracking of the way Donald Trump impacts the markets with his like Twitter the volatility. Uh, so when he bulls, have yeah, like yeah, exactly. Based off I Trump's think that's tweets, the concept. Yeah. You, you might have just cracked the code. I, I think you took it a step further than I understood. Yeah. It, so that's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but they just basically look at you know which which buzzwords kind of move the markets the most, and uh, you know a lot of them like China billion. Democrats, <laughs> great, are the most likely to affect prices. Um, so he uses those a lot. And so, like, literally since the 2016 election, like 10% of his tweets um, pertain to the U.S. markets in some regard. And he averages roughly 10 tweets a day since then. So at least one, one tweet a day about the markets. I, I know we talk about the markets a little bit, but we don't tweet as often as him. So uh, credit to him there. That's kind of... Uh, impressive commitment to uh, making impacts on U.S. stocks. But like we were saying also, Frank, the, uh, there's another round of tariffs coming up here um, at the end of this week. So they're, they're trying to make sufficient progress to try and postpone that um, implementation of tariffs. But, I, you know, I, we're, at the, we're almost the midpoint of the week. And by the time people are listening to this, we are past that midpoint. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think Friday we might see these bad boys kick in. The market might see a little dip on Friday. Not that I can tell the future, but that's my, yeah, that's my I like, guess. I like making predictions, guesses. I like that. Um, another thing, actually, tomorrow, James, is uh, the Fed's meeting, final meeting of the year. Um, they're, ex- they're expected Ooh. not to change interest rates. Um, that's what they kind of said after the last meeting is that they, they don't expect to raise or lower rates anymore. They're going to adapt, but people are thinking – uh, there will be no movement tomorrow, but it'll be interesting to see what they say in their minutes. Uh, obviously, uh, that'll help move the markets as well. But yeah, um, still all this trade tariff stuff getting figured out. I, I think Trump's going to you know, work some type of deal in uh, as it's becoming an election year for him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But uh, I just also want to give a quick shout out to Ben Gauthier. Um, got him started up on Robinhood uh, a couple weeks ago, and he uh, – he got a free stock with me. Uh, so if you guys aren't invested, you could download Robinhood, text James or I. We'll give you our, our codes, uh, and you can get free a free share, and we'll get a free share of a company. Goth got the PGA ads. Do you know that company? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the uh, utility company out in California. Yeah, Pacific Gas and Electric Company. So they're the utility company in California that's, like, responsible for these forest fires. So they're, it's just funny. Their share price went from like $70 two years ago to $5 a few months or like a month ago. And Goth got it though at like $5. He bought a couple extra and it's up over 100% for him. It's at $12 a share. So Goth is killing it in the stock market, guys. Uh, he's already up 100% on his initial investment just a month in. Pretty crazy. So you got to get it. Get Robin Hood, guys. Maybe we'll share a link on Twitter or something, James. That sounds like a good plan to me, Frank. I don't know if you know. My phone just started acting up a little bit. I don't know if that impacted the episode or not. We'll maybe edit that out if it did. But uh, whew, okay. all right, well, let's <laughs> let's. I think one thing that we should do to start off by yourself, Frank. Question that's been on my mind, and I don't know my take on it. So I, I'm looking for you to get it started. Small business Saturday, buy or sell? Because uh, I know I didn't partake. I, I'm trying to think what I did on that Saturday. Small Business Saturday, same day as OSU-Michigan rivalry. So I'm just not really looking into uh, purchasing that day. I, I just watch a game, and then I have fun afterwards. So it's kind of just inconvenient timing, in my opinion. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think what I did that day. I think I went to a, I think I went to a bar that night. So a local bar, not, not, not like a chain, a, not a chain. So um, good, very very supportive, very, huge buy. Small business area, South Shore Cable, man. It's a small business. Uh, we got hats now. You have got, hats. Yeah, we got some nice uh, some nice ball caps. Uh, say South Shore Cable. So we're we're expanding the the merchandise of uh, our branding. Um, Beautiful. It's exciting stuff. <laughs> Tell your friends. Look Support out for the small hats. businesses. If you need anything bored underground, um, we have the machinery to do that. So you can just contact me. That's the best here. tagline you can give. That's a slogan <laughs> that gets me pumped up. Almost as pumped up as our next buyer sale item. Uh, KFC unveiled some scented fire logs. Uh, so they smell like fried chicken, Frank. Uh, correct yes, me if I'm wrong on a, that. It is a fried chicken scented fire log. Uh, $19 exclusively at Walmart. Uh, get it at walmart.com, guys. Buy it for a loved one. Buy it for a brother-in-law. Um, I told James I might buy it for my brother-in-law or brother. I'm not sure. Um, so buy it for just buy it for anyone, you know. If, they, if you like fried chicken and you like fires, it's a beautiful time of year. It's getting a little chilly up here. Uh, throw in a little fried chicken fire log and enjoy the – the aroma. The aroma. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I'm going to sell those. I don't think I'm really going <laughs> to get behind them. I, I like other I like the whole, like, uh, Yankee Candle, like Christmas, all that jazz. I'm big into that. The peppermint, uh, you yeah. name it. The, yeah, the, the I, guess fried chicken, I guess fried chicken isn't really necessarily like a, a holiday scent. Right. But I, it could I'm, also, I'm also one of those people, I'm huge on the, just play the uh, fire, like play a, a fireplace, like on your TV without actually having a fireplace. No, I'm buying not. that. I'm buying the hell out of that. I, that I, I have so two TVs. I have two TVs in my apartment. One of them's just constantly all all winter long. I've got that fire. fire you do not log. have that up. You do not have that up right now. Okay. Not right now, but yeah. I, I'm so saving... you're, you're fake. You're fake. I'm a, I'm shorting you. I have to sell. <laughs> Um, selling me <laughs> alright All right, next one speaking of something that's short this was a slogan you saw on a car this week I think right it was life is short play naked I didn't see any other branding behind it but it just said life is short play naked and I don't know what to make of that I've just been confused ever <laughs> since uh, one of first of all it's one of my coworkers. I don't know what with their heads in the gutter 24-7 while they're in the office that's what I took out of it um, so play naked I I mean, sure. Play. I don't know. Like where? Like you can't play naked in the office. I mean, you gotta do that on your own time. I think it's a pretty weird slogan. I wouldn't put it on my car. Let's. Yeah, I'm selling that kind of bumper sticker. If (laughs) if that's a motto you want to live your life by, more power to you. But I'm gonna sell that portion. Yeah, I mean, you got to get one more posture or one more comma, and then put "go to jail" like right after. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say like, unless you're doing that on your own time and your own. Own yeah, dwelling own place property, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, and one last thing by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I have a sports one for you. Uh, Anthony Davis is he the best player LeBron has played with by yourself? Easy buy. I don't know if like I Kyrie pretty good. Kevin Love pretty good. Uh, Anthony Davis is he's Dwayne, gonna Dwayne Wade for a couple of years there. No. Yeah. Anthony, I like Anthony Davis. I like Anthony Davis. I think so. Just buy that one. Don't I even mean, think twice about they're, it. They're looking they're, – they're peaking early. Peaking early. They're Speaking peaking of peaking early. What's what, – is there anything that we can no, talk I, about? No, no, no I was going <laughs> to just – it's probably going to be a pretty mean joke about one of our friends, but I'll, 
abstain from that. And then next thing <laughs> you know, uh, let's take let's roll that into postgrad plans, Frank. I drove for Lyft for the first time. I don't even want to get too far into detail with that right now, but I mean, no, um, I want to hear about this. I want to hear how it was. Uh, you know what I did? It was on Saturday morning. I uh, basically was taking a lot of people back to their cars from the night before. So it was like a lot of people like would park their cars downtown at and, a bar or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I was literally just, you know, being that guy, you know, they were fighting off their hangovers. They, they had no other way to get their cars to quick. Hey, that's fine they, by me. Yeah. I'm not a talker. I, uh, I speak when spoken to occasionally I'll say like, Hey, you are you with this definitely music? a talker. I am, but like I, not to these people, I don't know them at all. So it's like, if if they all say like, hey, you want something on the radio? Sometimes I'll ask that. Sometimes I'll ask, hey, is the temperature okay? Uh, but beyond that, that's about where I draw the line, unless I'm spoken to first. In which case, I could believe me, I could talk people's ear off. But um, that was cool. Uh, well, I'll be hey, doing that a little yeah, bit more. I got, wait, I got something on that. Um, sure. So I knew you were going to talk about this, and I saw something when I was doing some market research about Uber. So your competitor. Um, yeah. And just on like the kind of the legal issue, like the crimes that have gone on in Ubers, uh, 2018, there was 3,045 sexual assaults, uh, nine murders and 58 people killed in crashes. Wow. And that's, that's just 0.0002% of all Ubers. So it's a very small number, obviously, yeah. but out of all those crimes, so over 3,000, like 3,100 about how many of them, uh, what percent do you think were the drivers and what percent do you think were like the passengers to the drivers? I would imagine most were the passengers to the drivers. Really? Yeah, I would. Is there like facts it's on actually, that or are you? It's, yeah, no, there's facts. So riders were accused 45% of the time in those reports filed. Wow. Okay. So the drivers then, were 55%, riders were 45%. I'm part of the problem. Sheesh. Yeah. They're getting an well, I haven't been accused yet. They're getting an in-app emergency button, uh, and they're hiring 300 employees, adding jobs uh, dedicated to safety. Uber is. Wow. All right. Good. See what's um, Lyft doing. Uh, what's Lyft doing? Hiring you? Yeah, I'm a five-star <laughs> driver. I got tipped on what? I got tipped on my first ride, and then I haven't been tipped since. I made I made thirty-five dollars through six rides. Uh, it's averaging out after gas to about fifteen dollars an hour. It's not terrible. Um, but literally, it's, like, not bad. If I'm, like, driving downtown to, like, go, like, to a bar or something like that, I uh, what I do is I will just uh, quickly say, hey, I'll, I'll take one rider and take, a, like, a, basically a gamble. I hope this rider's going downtown exactly in the place I am. And if they are, beautiful. I made, like, five bucks driving the same place I was going to drive anyway, yep. which I'm two for two in that ideology so far. So hopefully that continues because that's really convenient. That is nice. All righty. Um, what are you doing this week? Probably the same. Probably just lift driving. I have I have nothing else to live for anymore. It's, when are you uh, coming back to Cleveland? December twenty first. I'll be back uh, right before the Browns Ravens Muni Lock game. I'll be home for about a week and a half, two week stretch. Uh, so nothing too much going on this weekend. Uh, Really, I'm a pretty boring guy, Frank. There's, there's not a lot to me. Same here, guys. Um, I am uh, gonna just try to uh, beat my bookie this weekend. Um, you know, have fun. Uh, maybe do some Christmas shopping. I gotta finish up a few things there. Cross some T's, dot some I's, find some gifts, <laughs> <laughs> and 
other than that, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll hang out with Tracy. Maybe I'll play some caps with him. Wow, that sounds like a yeah. time I could could reminisce about, but I don't really want to. <laughs> Not right yeah. now, at least. Otherwise, but James, what's our uh, song of the week? So Jay Z just turned fifty, I, and some of my coworkers started calling me Jay Z. So I guess it's prominent for that reason. Oh, there uh, you go. just yeah. my initials. So it's a little nickname I've taken on, and people are cool with it. Um, but he just came back to Spotify too, basically on his fiftieth birthday. He's like. I saw these Spotify raps coming out. He's like, I'm, I'm feeling left out. Let me back into the mix. Because uh, he wasn't included on any ones from the past year. Um, but really, you could go with you know, any, any of many Jay-Z songs. Um, my personal favorite being No Church in the Wild, Frank. So we'll go with that as our song of the week. Um, that, that got me really pumped up to uh, go into uh, that Ohio State-Wisconsin game. I was driving, driving to the local Ohio State bar here and I thought I was about to go play in the game. I was ready to rip someone's hat off. And, uh, man, sunglasses in Advil last night was mad real. I don't know if you'll hear a better line in a song uh, anytime soon. Anytime soon. I agree. Um, I was just going to say he probably wants to get on Spotify because we are on Spotify at Pay to Play Pod. Uh, We're also on Apple Podcasts at Pay to Play Pod as well, or just Pay to Play Pod. Just look us up. Uh, Subscribe if you're listening. We would appreciate it. Um, you know, message us. You can email us. What's our email, James? Uh, pay to play pod at gmail.com. That's the, the word two, not letter or not number two, oh, but T-O. Uh, T-O in the middle there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, we appreciate anyone that's listening, uh, 60 minutes in about here. Um, we hope you guys have a great holiday season. We, we hopefully have a few exciting things up our sleeves coming up, uh, in the next few weeks, uh, and looking forward to 2020. Um, especially pick miss keep picking yeah keep picking uh we're gonna get about 40 episodes in year one i'm excited for year two only getting better frank but we gotta end december gotta end december on a, a high note